A wise man once said that New Zealand Aotearoa was squandering its most valuable natural resource, its rangatahi. Well, architects Anna Hiramaya and Ruby Watson are tapping into that resource and producing some quite amazing results. They've set up Arco Studios in Kaikohe, where they're inspiring a group of young people to design everything from a stylish bar stool to a rammed earth marae. Kia ora, my name's uh, Jaden Ruru. I'm 18 years old and I've been studying at Arco for six months now. And you've designed this stool that you're sitting on. Tell me a bit about the design process. Yes, it was originally um, just going to a fun day, a fun outing, but I didn't know it would come to this. Constructing things, putting things together. But basically, with the stool here that I'm sitting on today, it was basically one day I was out on Waitangi Day and I was rowing with my uncle and my auntie. He was the leader and he was the captain of it. And basically what happened was I got this bright idea that when we were in the class, they had us in our arcade class and they said, you can come up with anything that you want and you can design it, you can think outside the box. And so I got a bright idea with making a hoi. Basically, the big paddle of a hoi, as you see, it's carved and it's got a bit of carving on them. Some, some, some of them don't have them. And they have a flat side and a curved side. Which originally, the, the flat side goes into the water, but you go in time with the beat. You make sure you're not going against each other when you're rowing the waka. You're going with each other at the same time, same speed. No one's faster than anyone, no one's slower than anyone. And the um, chief will yell out a call in Māori and he'll give the direction for everyone to stop in the front and for the person at the back to start steering. And the steerer is the main person that, that turns left or right or where you're going to go, which part you want to go, which part you don't want to go. But basically everyone comes together and that's how I created the hoi for something old and modern to bring it back into this day and age. So how did you bring it back to create a stool inspired by the hoi? Uh, well, we basically had a lot of um, ideas and it took a long, very long amount of time to get it up to where it is, as you see it today. But basically, we moved on from the hoi and creating it and incorporating it into this stool that I'm sitting on. Because basically, we don't like, um, I don't know about you, but I know about myself, no one likes buying things that are made from Chinese people and you get them, you're like, oh yeah, you're, you're, you're like over the moon. Then you buy it and it breaks. I wanted to design something that will last you a very, very long time and you can even see, sit on it, it's very comfortable and it's got this piece to it. It's not like how the normal chairs are stuck into your legs. You're sitting on that, the, curved, yeah. the curved piece for your legs. It's been curved and one thing it has, we've tried to use um, natural things. Not so much of um, hammer and nail, we've tried to use glue, different parts of it. And it's basically suited for your every need. 
So I wanted to create something um, that will benefit me. But you can see if you can sit on it. It's very comfortable. Uh, we'll have a sit on it. Yeah, it's a it's a very comfortable stool. You wanna you wanna sit up straight, and, yeah. and you're right, it's yeah. nicely curved for your for your legs. Yeah. What were you doing before you joined Arco? I, I was doing building and elementary, and construction at North Tech, just up the road by us. It's between the um, intermediate and at the back of the top dairy. Here. And so, how long have you spent now at Arco? Uh, this will be um, six months, coming up to six months. And besides the stall, what else have you been working on? <laughs> I've been working on, um, well, basically that and other things. We've been creating a marae, or tira marae, by the glowworm caves when you drive past. You see that marae? They wanted us to basically reconstruct their, their um, marae because basically what's happening now is because every year they have floods, every 20 years they have floods, and it um, it just sog the whole ground, the soggy, everything is soggy, everything's wet. So basically they want the marae pushed back. That's Jaden Ruru, one of five young designers currently studying at Kaikohu's Arco Architecture Studio. The Northland town has a population of 4,000 with an unemployment rate of more than 14%, and it's far, far higher than that for the area's rangatahi. And it was a desire to do something for the region's youth that saw architects Anna Hiramaya and Ruby Watson set up Arco Studios just over a year ago. The stall, which is already featured in Architecture New Zealand, would look just as at home in a designer store in Milan as it will on a marae, and one of Jaden's classmates explained to me they've come up with some equally innovative ideas to transform media marae in Waiomio, about 25 minutes' drive from Kaikohe. Kia ora, my name is Raki, Raki Alexander. This is the marae. <laughs> you guys have been redesigning it. What, what's wrong with it at the moment? Uh, it's condemned, eh? The waters, the freak floods, it's rising and coming into the kitchens and so they want it to be lifted up or shifted and we plan on shifting it onto a higher ground. We want to put it by the tree. It's uh, this big oak tree over there. It was a gift for them from somebody and it's been there for years. So you've got to move it over we to want, the oak We want tree. to move it up over there because the freak floods just bring all the soot in there and when it goes it's all messy and it's rotting the wood so they want to move it and they want us to make it look good. This is just all on underground rivers, eh? And it's the soil's really soft so you've got to be careful. So what what's your plan? We plan on shifting the marae over there and having the Farekai and the Wananga surrounding the, the main building, the, the actual marae, for like the protection from the winds and stuff. And we want it facing towards the Urupa. And they want us to shift the road so it's not driving in front of the marae because it, when people are late, they disrupt the corridor, the interrupting because of the cars and the lights and the beeping. And you've come up with an interesting design. It's it's not traditional. No, not really. <laughs> so how's it different? Because we're using rammed earth. They said they wanted something natural of the land, and it just kills so many birds with one stone. 
What is it about Ramduth that you like? I think it's beautiful because the colours when the sun is on it, it just brings out everything. And it's soft and I like it. It's just not normal wooden box. It's earth and yeah, you don't see that much often up here. That's Raki Alexander, one of five students who have come up with a new design for Media Marae in Wyomeo. Arco Design Studios is the brainchild of Anna Heremaya and Ruby Watson. I sat down with them in the Faranui, Te Rapunga, at Media Marae and began by asking Ruby how she'd become involved in the project. About two years ago, I got an email from Anna who had been chatting to her mother, Christine, and said, oh, we've got these ideas and we think you should get involved. And they were great ideas, so I got involved. <laughs> so t tell us what those yeah. ideas were. What those ideas were. So after my dad passed away, so I was in London at the time and I came back, and we took dad back up north to be buried where he's from, his, his land. And I think it was just seeing that community, a community where... There were lots of obvious problems in Kaikui, but also there, there was a lot of youth who weren't, you know, did, hadn't been given the opportunities or maybe the support or the expectations that I'd had growing up. And so it was kind of this conversation I started having with my mother. Um, and at the time it was, I think we had a connection with Tōtara. She was a landscape architect, so was very much connected to sustainability and things like that. So there seemed to be this correlation between Tōtara timber design and, and this community. Um, and that's where it all kind of stemmed. So just some initial conversations. And I was like, right, who can I get involved? <laughs> oh, Ruby! <laughs> so an email to Ruby, and next thing you know, we're, we're having meetings. And then I moved up, and then she moved up, and it's just been... Yeah, moving forward since And the then. two of you had worked together in London? Yeah, that's where we met in 2007. So we're sitting now in the Te Rapunga Marae and you've had a fairly ambitious project to redesign it and you've involved the young people. Tell, tell me about that. Not long after I moved to Northland, I met Matua Percy, um, a, a kaumatua in the area, he's really respected. Um, and he caught wind of what we were doing, and we were um, designers and architects. And so that was quite over a year ago now. This conversation started about they were wanting to redevelop and redesign their marae. Um, and it had been a long process for them to get to that point. Um, so we presented uh, what we'd done and, and some of our ideas. And yeah, eventually they engaged us with our, our group of rangatahi to... Uh, design their marae for them, which, you know, is amazing without that bit of faith they had in us. It's really, really helped us. You know, it's something that we've focused on for a while now and we've got the youth involved. So, yeah, big ups to them for, like, giving us this opportunity as well. So, Ruby, tell me a bit about the design that they've come up with. Well, we um, came to, to the marae with the youth um, and we had kind of a history lesson from the Komatua and Kuea from, from this marae and they told stories of their ancestors and what's really important to them. So the youth took these ideas and came up with some concepts. The sort of overarching concept is to guide and teach you physically and spiritually through the marae. The youth wanted somewhere where they felt they could learn as, as newcomers to a marae or as whanau coming from back home from overseas, and, and they thought that teaching process was really important to um, 
engage the, the new generation. So it's not just sort of the old kui and kaumatua involved in marae goings-on, but it's the whole, whole whānau. So with that overarching concept, they took ideas of flow. This area um, is named Waiomeo, um, which means the swirling, sort of the swirling waters of Waiomeo. And there's a really sacred rock in the middle of the river where the water hits and then swirls around, and that's where the name comes from. So they use the idea of flow um, from that, and also the flow of Fano coming and going from marae guests, manahiri coming and leaving. So those are really key concepts, the idea of the land caves. Um, there's caves just over the way where there are glowworms and um, Hineamaru, an ancestor of Natehine, lived there, so that's really important to You're know. both used to working with professional designers and clients <laughs> who call the shots and you know probably had lots of money, the clients in London. What's it been like working with, you know, like you say, rangatahi, who I don't think, you know, they're not the students who have gone off to university or done really well at school. What have the challenges been? I think I'll start with the positives because <laughs> that's kind of easier for me. But um, definitely working with the, these group of youth, young designers, they've got no restrictions on the way they think. They're just so free with their thinking. And, and I think especially for this Marae project, the outcomes are way more contextual and relevant because they're from the area. Mm -hmm. They know the people they're designing for, they're whānau. Um, they know the resources, they know the land. So that has meant that the design outcomes for this project in particular are like awesome, like way better than I think you know, we would have ever come up so with. So what are some of the things that delight you about what they've come up with? Really important to this project is tikanga and protocol mm -hmm. and, and what's really important, even just the way the marae works. So they know that there has to be a connection between the kitchen and being able to see guests come in because they need to know, you know, food's really important and, and when the kai is ready is really important. So mm -hmm. things like that, things in like the details of, of how a space works, but also it's been a really strong, this project, a really strong narrative and concept. I was surprised, Ruby, by the extent of, I suppose, the modernness of the design, the, you know, the use of, earth and, and other things which we don't associate with traditional marae. Mm. How much of that came from you guys and how much from, from them? Um, it was client driven really because they wanted something that was natural of the area um, and naturally that sort of earth comes out of that um, and so that's where that came from but all the development that you saw that was all Racky and the boys making their bricks and Racky did the rammed earth model and put the different colourways in there and experimented you know that side of it's come from them so we we give them kind of help in in developing that but on the way here in the car I was chatting to them about the flag they were well informed yeah. and thoughtful about the design yeah. which, none of them which they like is I mean have you noticed a kind of developing interest yeah. in design issues? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we had a little chat about the flag with them and talked about whether they thought it was designed or just put on paper. They have come a long way in, what was it, two months already? And they understand the idea of concepts and meaning behind design and, and developing those ideas and critiquing their own ideas and their peers' ideas. So I think that's been really important in the design process and they, so they can put those principles into something like the flag design. What's your ambition as far as their future? When the rangatahi come out of the course, what is it that you hope they'll take away with them? 
that's really important for us to continue the relationship and not just at the end of this course see you later it's like we, we want to form a relationship so it's been really important for us during this course to sit down with them and discuss what's their goals what's their ambitions what things might be in the way of them getting there and working through that so we spend a bit of time you know discussing what's next and how we can help you get there and do you think any of them will stay in design oh definitely honey mm. just this morning we were sitting down looking at what her options are for next year and she definitely is really interested in, in interior design in particular so um, we're planning on doing a Hikuita Auckland in a month's time so we'll go check out some places that she might want to study or just um, some offices so she can get a better feel of what it's like to be in an interior design business. Mm. Jaden was telling me that he asked his uncle whether he could go work on the farm and mm. I said oh so you know you're not interested in carrying on in design. He said, oh, I'll be on the farm. I'll... You always have to design things on a farm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, thinking outside the box is something that we've really encouraged as well. Just whatever, you, whatever your passions are and your talents are, that's great. They might not be designed. It's not for everyone. But the design thinking process is for everyone. So thinking critically about, about how you farm, great. <laughs> and it's an ongoing project. You're going to have another course at the end of this one? That's the plan. So we're still learning as we go. Um, so we'll, at the end of this course, we'll sit down and, and kind of assess how that went and is that the best way for us to move forward. Our options are open, but we definitely like the idea of the course and we also have run a few shorter courses that engage maybe more of the community. So what's the right combination of those? We're still working on. And the marketing of things like the stall that's been designed, what, where's that at? Are you going to be selling those? As oh, yeah, so you can buy this stall. It's on the New Zealand market now. How much are they? They're $350, and they're uh, made with youth in Rangatahi, Jaden, made locally using local materials. You've done the big OE. You're now doing something I don't think we've really got a word for, which is people going back to their home, <laughs> you know, their ancestral home, <laughs> and, and kind of putting down roots again. How... how much longer? I mean, do you think you're going to be here permanently? What's your connection to Well, I just to the bought North? a piece of land. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, gonna, that's committing me to Northland for a while. Mm. But it's actually been, yeah, a really... I've loved it. I can honestly say I've had the best couple of years of my life. So, mm. you know, feeling a bit more settled and connected to a place is probably something I was searching for. Yeah, what is the word for that? I don't know. <laughs> we need a word, don't we? I people going... <laughs> Because you literally, I mean, you you had never lived here. It's no. where your dad's from, but you'd never lived here. No, not at all. And I, it was just, I guess, things happen in your life and you kind of just make a decision to change. If that's, you know, I'd been a long time um, thinking of what I wanted to do with my career and what was next. But I think, you know, a series of events happened that gave me the courage to just do it. As far as your own design ambitions, how difficult is it going to be to continue as a designer yourself working out of Kaikoui or Northland? I think it's a different kind of project or design that I'd been doing, which is really great. It's getting that balance right as well between design and this community impact that we're trying to make. Because in a sense you've both become educators rather than designers? We want to get the right balance. Like We yeah. definitely still want to be, because that's part of our passion as well, we don't want to lose that, so it's equally important. Retaining design and quality design, but I feel like we're educating people on design and they're seeing more of you know appreciation for it up here. 
That was Anna Heremeyer and Ruby Watson, the architects, in every sense of the word, behind Arco Studios. And if the mark of a good educator is inspiring students to take an interest not just in the core subject at hand but the wider world, then they're both achieving great things. Racky Alexander wanted to tell me about one of her heroes and one of the inspirations for the students' Media Marae redesign, the 19th century military genius Teiruki Kawati. He built trenches and tunnels underneath the ground. He copied the tuna, the eel, when they did their tunnels in the ground. And he got his people to make a big flax net and he covered the ground with it so when the cannons were fired, it'll bounce off like a trampoline and he was able to protect his people and he could attack from underground because he had the upper hand, this was, he knew his land, eh? And so, when the cannons did fire, it, it did what he said, it bounced off the flax because they'd weaved it and he was in the ground with his men and that's when they attacked because the cannons couldn't do anything and now able to survive and the oak tree, um, some say it's tapu because people were hung off it, well, and others say by that, because it was a long time ago, and the time they said they were hanging bodies off here, the tree wouldn't have been strong enough to hold them, so, so it's just it's a tapu, mixture. So if it's should you be climbing on it? No, well, some people don't believe it, and I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, you know that story you are telling me about? the cannonballs and did, did yeah. that inspire oh, something a... to do with your design or not? Yes we sort of you know like the carving into the earth. I sat down with students Raki, Jaden and Honey Tarangi and asked them to tell me their favourite part of the course. Raki was first off the mark. My favourite part was presenting in front of everybody. I liked hearing the laughter and the positive feedback. Yeah that's my favourite part because that's a lot of work getting put into it and then someone appreciating it is really nice. The presentation she's talking about is the one she gave to the Maria Marae Committee. Here's a taste of it. We wanted a marae to guide and teach you physically and spiritually. Why this is important is three reasons. To create balance, to educate and to create rangatira. Creating balance te oranga reflects the physical, te orangatanga reflects wellness and spiritually. Um, why order total well-being um, to educate te rapunga, to seek continuous searching and you will find for people to learn the history the culture and tikanga of the area to create rangatira safe environment times tikanga equals rangatira te ara, um, the pathway provided by leaderships the pathway of leaderships provided by our ancestors for the future generations how we can guide people guided by water. This is a strong connection between media marae and water. Kawa omeo omeo nga wai omeo, the swirling waters of wai omeo. The flow of the river ties to the flow of the people in and out of the marae, also the wai ora and the tikanga of the place. So what did Jaden most like? The part that I like was meeting new people and getting used to everyone's feedback and their ideas and how we can make this become way better and what we can incorporate and make it better than the evenness. On behalf of my family, I, yeah, I just like to say um, this was a good thing to come here and um, support my family from up here and up here and down the line.
tifari tue na um, Nati Pare is yes, And what did Honey Tarangi most like about the course? Like the whole design, getting to do it how we want to put it, and all of our ideas going into it. Which ideas of your um, own are you most proud of? There's lots, I'm not too sure. Ooh, ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me, um, working on this project, um, I used to live here when I was a little girl and coming back I was able to, um, a lot of them knew me when I was little and I'm related to a lot of them so it was nice meeting new family members and it was just nice because we were able to talk about stuff together and other than the marae we were able to talk about family and what we got in common because a lot of them knew my dad. And so do you reckon because you knew the place and because you're from here... I felt I'm, I'm closer connection with the place, yeah. What about your ideas? Do you think you came up with ideas that were that they would like because you're from here? I don't think they would like it just because I'm from here, but I think they would appreciate me coming back here and doing it because I came back. <laughs> I didn't desert them for good. <laughs> and you're proud of the design? Yeah, I would say I was because I thought it came out pretty cool and I didn't. I haven't seen any other marais that look like the one we come up with. I was going to ask that. You must have seen heaps of marais in your life. Yeah. Is, would this one, once it's made, would it be one of your favourite, do you think? Happy so, yeah. Uh, but I've seen a lot of marais, a lot of decorated marais, but it's all... It's not so much what's... The marae is standing out, it's who it's around, who's in there that makes it even alive, makes it better than it is today. But uh, no, I like every marae I go to. It is just a place you can, like, oh yeah, I've done this, I've, I've built that. Uh, I can say, yeah, it would be a good thing for my family. What about you? Do you? Are you looking forward to visiting it when it's finished? Yeah. Of course, because it's going to be our ideas. It's just going to be cool, hopefully, when it's all done. I've then I'll be able to come back and say that I have to do that. I've heard that they don't like women working on the building site. How, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Too bad. Get into yeah. the century. Yeah. Too, bad. <laughs> Too bad, yeah. Do it yourself, then. <laughs> oh, well. I can say this from a guy's point of view. It's better to have girls around because they can uh, they can tell you what to do and what's better to do, and they can help you out. So it's good having them, them too. Not only guys, it's good having a mixed class. So you, you can. Um, You're making us sound bossy. <laughs> and 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 also it's good because they got um, brilliant ideas. These two, they um. They come up with the ideas, I just put them together. <laughs> so, yeah. The rammed earth is quite an unusual feature. Have you seen rammed earth buildings anywhere else? Um, yeah, I've seen some in Auckland, and I heard that there's some down down the line, down, down south. Um, yeah, but this will be the first time we've ever done a rammed earth on a marae before. Yeah. It's kind of unusual, you know, like a lot of education... You do exercises, but they're not real. Yeah. They don't end up in, um, you know, maybe in woodwork or in metalwork you make things, but in general it's all theoretical and, and kind of 
not real. How have you found working on this project, which has such a it's potentially? Real. Yeah, it's real. It's put to use, and it is a awesome outcome because you'll act you'll actually get to see it, and people will be using your thing. It's not wasted time. Yeah, not wasting our time, and it's gonna be cool when it's done to see all our hard work paid off. Yeah. It also involves learning, education, which is all in one, it's just, and you get something, you get a beautiful building out of it. Okay, and our final question is what, in a year's time, what do you hope you'll be doing? I hope I'm in school, a good school where I can continue doing stuff like projects, real projects, and just real stuff. I don't want to go back to just theory. And if you do go to another school, it's likely to be, I don't know, a university or something, a more parkour environment. Does that bother you? I don't think so, because I always know I have my Māori family to come back to. Good. Yeah, and um, also one other thing that's good, um, we're basically representing our families from where we come from. So even though we come from different tribes, we... Um, making something um, to be proud of. And um, it's fun. It's way better than school. It's way better than just sitting down, riding all day, every day, every day. Because this learning is it's fun. You're getting outside, you're, you're going outside, you don't even feel like you're learning, but you're at the same time you're having fun, getting used to new people. It's new a good learning. life experience, eh? Yeah, good life experience. Eh? And what do you want to be doing in a year's time? Uh, working, working with my, um, one of my uncles on his, um, dairy farm and sheep farming as well too, so I want to be making my money, don't want to go back to school. Might be designing new cow sheds for him? Yeah, designing, um, whatever comes up, whatever comes up in my needs, just put something up here for him, yeah. Uh, hopefully going to be at university or another design course. Yeah, hopefully taking it further and be successful one day.